Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today. I love all the people that I meet on my podcast. You know, people ask me, why do you do this? It's because I get to talk to the coolest people in the world. So please join me in welcoming one of those cool people, Josh Zeppas, to our program today. I know he's looking around, wondering. I'm looking around like, who's this cool person you're talking about? I want to meet him. (laughs) Wow. I'm so excited. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little about you and then we will dive into this because we're going to have so much fun today. So in a world, now we should have theme music, right? We should have dun dun. Yeah. Yep, yep. So we need dramatic music here, folks. Imagine dramatic music. Epic, dramatic music. Epic, epic. In a world where dreams are crushed, souls are forgotten, and rust never sleeps, Josh Zeppas, the identity archaeologist, is on a mission to ensure talented solopreneurs turn every business first impression into the second impression, which is where the sale happens, by raising their ROC, return on conversation, so they can profit more without grinding more. After decades on the corporate farm as a shy, introverted engineer, you I think you got struck by lightning because you are not that now. <laughs> he realized that the cubicle could no longer contain him, so he escaped. It was a rocky road through entrepreneurship in the financial and gym industries until he finally stopped ignoring his genius. Now he plays in it profitably every day. When he's not digging for business gold, he flies airplanes, brews beer, runs long-distance obstacle course races, and sets the bar low as a semi-professional comedian and not the funny kind. Oh my gosh, like I said, we're going to have so much fun, Josh. Where to begin? Honored to I be knew. here, by the way. And, I knew. Uh, hopefully, hopefully have... your favorite people you have on here, it's okay if they have cats on their lap. I know. Uh, we love could... cats. And for those right. of you who are listening, y'all got to check out the YouTube version because we have to see Josh and you have to see the cat. So, you know, this is, is so much fun. My cats never come in here when I'm doing this. I'm no. pretty sure that it's because they think, oh, crazy lady's talking to herself again. <laughs> And I think Aubrey here, he knows I'm talking to someone else. He's like, but wait about, what about me? What about yes. me? Hello, I'm a cat. Hello. You must pay attention to me when I deem yeah. that you should say that. That's right. And the moment you want to pay attention to me, I'm going to go run in the other room and leave me mm-hmm. alone. Right, yeah. right. So now, Josh, I did my research. 
I Uh-oh. read your stuff. I've heard that before. Tell me what you do. Uh, I help <laughs> people at, in, at the core, Deb. I help people tell the truth in business. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I, when I say tell the truth, I mean tell their truth. Right. Stand up for finally mm-hmm. what they believe in. Say mm-hmm. what they really want to say to the world and actually do that in a mm-hmm. more profitable way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's nothing more profitable than being human. Right. So bringing their humanity back to that business, being themselves, no more professionalism. This is how what I do. And this is how I help people really bring that to the front of their message. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I was laughing about that because that's one of the things that you say is, you know, when we get that, tell me what you do, we go, uh, or we give the memorized speech, right? Yeah. Well, you know, actually one of the first things I always like to ask my guests is, Tell us how you got to where you are today. I mean, you have truly discovered what your passion is in life. So, you know, tell us how you got from corporate America to where you are today. Yeah, it's, I'll give you the short, 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 short version, you know, as they would say in Spaceballs. Uh, I, I grew up as a soldier. I was, okay. I was metaphorically, I was the good soldier. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I did everything mm-hmm. I was told to do. I was told to keep your head down, Josh, obey the rules, do what mm-hmm. you're told. Essentially, I lived a shy is how I describe it. Mm -hmm. And so I got the multiple degrees, Mm -hmm. got, you know, got grades. I don't know about good grades, but I got grades. And then I got into corporate America Mm -hmm. and I was an engineer for 20 years, climbing the ladder, Mm -hmm. doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. What got into management, multi, multi six figure. So I was Mm -hmm. quote unquote successful. Mm -hmm. And then one day, everything I thought was right. Wasn't so right. I wasn't as wealthy as I wanted to be. I wasn't as happy as I needed Mm -hmm. to be. And I just wasn't free. Mm-hmm. So right now, freedom is my favorite F word. That's right. what it's all about for mm-hmm. everybody, myself and everyone I work mm-hmm. with. Uh, now, that wasn't always the case, by the way. I had a different favorite F word back in. Eh, the yeah, days. we all use that word on occasion. Yeah, right? we'll mm-hmm. keep this PG-13. So mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't mention that. Uh, but yeah, I just decided like I couldn't sit in this cubicle anymore. I had to get out. This wasn't right. It was, I was like, I saw the code in the matrix. You know, mm-hmm. when you start seeing the code and the glitches right. in the matrix, yeah, it's like, oh. you can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you can't just put your head mm-hmm. back down and pretend like mm-hmm. everything tastes like chicken and it's going to be mm-hmm. okay because it wasn't going to be. So right. I got out, I escaped, mm-hmm. uh, but I got into all kinds of stuff. Entrepreneurship wise, mm-hmm. got into financial industry, gym industry. Mm-hmm. I was security guard. I did. I don't tell many people, <laughs> especially you'll understand why. Uh, I was a personal bodyguard for a day when Bill Cosby came to town. I was doing armed security. Ah, interesting. Uh, so this, is, this is before all this stuff came out, just so uh, you know. I this saw is... him perform publicly many, many years ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a comedian, he was a great person. He was. He was. And we grew up funny. with Fat Albert, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the other one, what was the one where he did the picture pages or something? Or Oh, yeah. Mm. That was a long time ago. It is. Uh, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. And then one day I was like, wait a minute. Time out, Josh. Mm-hmm. Stop all this running around. Stop all this entrepreneurship. Stop trying to make money. Mm-hmm. What's your genius? Mm-hmm. What do you do better than everyone else you know? Mm-hmm. What is your expertise and all the skills you built up over all these years, you know, blood, mm-hmm. sweat, and tears? And where do you want to play? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you want to play? Right. Like, what's your, what are you passionate and about? Play, Who do you want to help? Play is yes. the key word. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I crystallized, I crunched it all together and I crystallized mm-hmm. into the identity archaeologist, mm-hmm. which is what I do today. And it's the best decision I ever made. I get to play. This is natural. This is even hard work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do work hard, but mm-hmm. what I do and what I create and what I help other people create, mm-hmm. it's a piece of cake. So it almost feels unfair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's how business should be. It should right. feel unfair. Like, mm-hmm. 
This is too easy. Right. Yes. I'm getting paid to do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you're surprised you're getting paid to do something, mm-hmm. you're probably in the right place. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I do have to tell you one time long, long ago, um, when I was in Colorado, I was asked to speak at um, a business organization out there on social media. That was, you know, it, well, it'd be probably 12 years ago or so now when social media really was kicking up as a marketing tool. Yeah. So they wanted me to speak to this organization and I said, oh, that's great. And it's one I belong to. And, you know, and, and so I was very honored because I mean, some of their speakers were, you know, incredibly high, high caliber people. And then we get into the conversation part of what I charge. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, my fee is whatever it was at that point in time. And I got crickets and I said, hello. Hello, is this mic on? Um, and she said, oh, you charge? I said, yes, I charge. I am a professional speaker. And she said, well, w- you love what you do. So we didn't assume that you got paid for it. <laughs> and I said, well, that's nice. And I do love what I do, but I can't pay my mortgage on I love what I do. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's what people need to grasp is it's a combination, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and the thing is, it's not about getting, you don't get paid for something because you love it. Right. You get paid for something because you're damn good at it. Right. And if yes. you love it mm-hmm. and you're good at it, watch out. Now I, you're getting I into something it. I call the golden intersection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows the golden circle, right? From right. Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Start mm-hmm. with why and the, and the why, the how, mm-hmm. the what. Mm-hmm. I created a golden intersection, which is kind of similar, mm-hmm. uh, but basically the intersections of passion. Mm-hmm. Expert or expertise and genius. Mm-hmm. And if you can create some overlap, if you can find right. those overlap areas, mm-hmm. I've defined what that looks like mm-hmm. and it's amazing. So if you can love what you do and be good at it, right? watch out. Yeah. You know, and uh, let's be honest, there are parts of what we do that we don't like. You know, I don't yeah. like invoicing. I don't like, you know, there are various right. things, but that's why you have somebody else do it for you. Correct. If possible. If possible. And if not, then as you're doing the things you don't like, you're thinking of the reasons right. why mm-hmm. you're doing that. Because yeah, I'm invoicing why, because. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That brings right. you back to the happy place because mm-hmm. the why better be the happy place. There's, right. You better have a good reason mm-hmm. why. Most people don't have a why. Mm-hmm. They don't know why they're doing it. They just right. wake up and they're like, well, I'm alive another day. I mm-hmm. guess I'll just go through it again. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. yeah. you're, you're probably not old enough to remember this Dunkin'. I think it was Dunkin' Donuts commercial. I'm where it showed donut? him, showed the dude getting up at like two in the morning. Gotta make the donuts. Yep, Gotta make, make the donuts. The donuts. Time <laughs> yep. to make the donuts. And for so many people, that really is their life. You know, gotta gotta go do, gotta go do, you know, all of those various things. And I think one of the things, obviously, that, you know, and, and you know, everybody in the world talks about this is the pandemic. People went, wait a minute. Maybe I don't got to do that, or right. maybe I can do it differently. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, that is one of the things that, that I think is probably the biggest thing that has come out of the pandemic. Absolutely. But let's put it where it is. Most people tiptoe through life, hoping mm-hmm. to make it safely to death, Right. Mm-hmm. which is a weird, what a weird mm-hmm. journey to right. be on, like mm-hmm. just to make it just to death. Like, mm-hmm. what was the point? Why, mm-hmm. why do any of it? But the pandemic, you're right. The pandemic really and I've seen this in the people I work with. They're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I got to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. I have to take something. I want to do something I love and I'm mm-hmm. good at. Mm-hmm. And I want to monetize it. Right. And the cool part is mm-hmm. everything's monetizable. Mm-hmm. Everything is right. monetizable. So if that's the case, why start with mm-hmm. money? 
Why mm-hmm. start a business with what, what's going to make money? Because mm-hmm. that's that BS advice I got growing mm-hmm. up. Oh, just be a doctor, be an engineer, mm-hmm. be something that makes money. Mm-hmm. Everything makes money. Right, right. But why not start with what you're good at, what, you, mm-hmm. what you're passionate about, what you, where do you want to play? Mm-hmm. And I promise there's a way to monetize it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny when we talk with marketing people and I'm a marketing person, you know, we're told, get your goals, get your big, hairy, audacious goals. Mm-hmm. And many of those entail money. You know, how much do you want to be making in five years? How many, you know, all of those various things. And yeah, it's great to kind of have that in the back of your head. But again, if, you know, if you're not happy once you're during the process or even once you get there, then what was the point? That's right. I like money goals are okay, Mm -hmm. but really I like more mission driven goals Mm -hmm. where how many people are you going to impact? Right. Mm -hmm. And that will translate to money, of Mm -hmm. course. But I want to know how many people you're going to impact. Mm-hmm. I want to know the what 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 your mission is. Like mm-hmm. what what does that look like for the rest of the world, mm-hmm. your community? Mm-hmm. That's you set goals like that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can the money stop comes. You. Mm-hmm. The money right. comes. The money comes. Mm-hmm. So the money is a result mm-hmm. of doing the right thing, of providing mm-hmm. value. It's transfer of value. You provide mm-hmm. value to someone else, right. value gets transferred mm-hmm. back to you in mm-hmm. form of money. So it's never about the money. Mm-hmm. If you're not making money, you're not providing value. Mm-hmm. That's right. you, that's that's all that means. Mm-hmm. You're not providing it in the right way or to the right people. Mm-hmm. There's something that's misaligned mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Right. You know, one of the things that that you talk about is, you know, there's really only one unique thing in your business. What is that? <laughs> you, Deb, you are the only unique thing <laughs> in your business. <laughs> you. Yes, because we're all selling commodities. And everyone, it's funny when I bring this up, everyone gets their, their feathers in a ruffle right. because like, what do you but mean? But my product I, or my service is yeah, so special. Yeah. So special. Me and my 50,000 other people are selling the same shit, but yeah, no, <laughs> your product is really special. Okay. Mm-hmm. But look, I don't care what you're talking about. Everything's a commodity. I do personal branding, um, messaging, copywriting. That's a commodity. You're doing marketing as a commodity, insurance, real estate, life coaching. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is a commodity. The only unique thing that's in your business that you have is you. Right. That's the only thing that's got that unique combination because if you try and sell on the commodity level, mm-hmm. you're going to get lost in the sea of sameness. It's mm-hmm. not going to work out. So you got to bring your uniqueness to the front of your message. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the key to really differentiating, mm-hmm. but you got to let it out. Most right. people keep their uniqueness to themselves, right? They hide mm-hmm. behind their product. Their commodity. Well, they're scared. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's my water bottle. No one can... If, if someone's watching this on YouTube, they can see I'm holding my water bottle up and yes. I'm hiding behind it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm that's my product. product. That's my service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But guess what? 50 million people are all doing this, trying to sell their water. Now you're lost. Right. But if you put your water behind you and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, this is why I care. This is why I'm mm-hmm. passionate about people being hydrated. Did you know dehydration is killing families? It's mm-hmm. ruining job performance. It's eventually going to completely destroy your entire family. Right. So now we have a conversation. Now people know why I care. Now they care what I know later on. Right. You know, and and there's this word that gets thrown about a lot, but it is so important. And that's be authentic. Um, And it was funny. I was just uh, uh, listening to something earlier today where it was talking about how so many people think they have to be. And you talk about this on on your stuff, too. They have to be like everybody else. And we see that all the time with, you know, great example. You you hear a commercial on TV, radio, wherever, and you don't hear who it is. Your mind immediately goes to, well, it could be this or this or this or this or this. 
because it's the same story over and over again. 100%. And authenticity, unfortunately, has become a kind of a cliche mm -hmm. and it's been, it's been watered down. Mm -hmm. uh, but really, authenticity at its core is telling the truth, right. your truth, mm -hmm. like letting it out. What, what do you really want to say to the world? And we're so deathly afraid to do that mm -hmm. because we get the, what are people going to think about me, Josh? Mm -hmm. What are people going to think about what me? What if like, they don't like me? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? You're in business. Mm -hmm. If anyone ever thinks about you again, you mm -hmm. should only be so lucky mm -hmm. because the number one reason for going out of business is obscurity. The number two reason right. is being forgotten. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. You want people to think about you, but here's the thing. If you're sharing your truth and your truth is coming from, here's the caveat. Mm -hmm. Your truth is coming from a place of love and good intention, right? Mm -hmm. You're not doing it out of hate right. or shame or mm -hmm. judgment. You're not mm -hmm. just trying to make people feel bad. You're saying, this is the truth. And I just need mm -hmm. to share it with you because I care so much. Mm -hmm. You'll never say the wrong thing. Right. You'll never come across mm -hmm. the wrong way because mm -hmm. your energy is in the right place. Mm -hmm. right. But what we do is we buy, we buy scripts. Mm -hmm. We borrow someone else's words mm -hmm. and that's not authentic to us. So when we borrow mm -hmm. someone else's words, it's funny. I see this all the time, like buy my script, buy my mm -hmm. special system. And it made me a million dollars. It'll make mm -hmm. you a million dollars too. Mm -hmm. So then I see people buy this crap and they try it and it doesn't work. And I said, right. well, you understand that that person made a million bucks because mm -hmm. that was their truth. Mm -hmm. You took their truth and you tried to use it and right. you were lying. Mm -hmm. You were lying through mm -hmm. your teeth and that's why it didn't work. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I'm I was telling you before we started, I'm thinking of going and and launching a new thing. I don't even know what yeah. to call it. Um <laughs> and <works>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things I was thinking about was finding a quote and putting it at the top of the website, you know, a Maya Angelou or whatever, whatever quote. And my brain kicked in before coffee even and said, that should not be somebody else's quote. How it about should a be mine. Quote. I was already thinking, I was like, what are you talking about? Someone I else's know. Quote? Now, you know, I might get inspiration from, you know, reading all of these things and I'm not going to plagiarize by, you know, but, but yeah, it should be my quote that is there. It should be you. It should be your stand. Mm -hmm. What What is it, Deb, that you want to say to the world? Right. That's something you care about. Some something you stand for mm -hmm. that's good, or something mm -hmm. you stand against. Right. You know, standing against an right. evil out it's there is just as important. It's just powerful, mm -hmm. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and it it is. You know, we we do get scared about standing apart because as kids. We're told not to, you know, you mentioned in, in the very start, you were told to be the good soldier, right? You know, it, it, you know, those, you know, that, that went to, to Sunday school and to, you know, all of those, you were taught now you hide that little light, you know, you don't, you know, but then, then you're also told, wait a minute, but that little light's supposed to shine. So I was always very confused. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if but, you stick your head up, you're just going to get chopped off. That's right. Yeah. Saying. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, we were told don't yeah. rock the boat. Don't Correct. do anything different. And you know, you and I have chatted several times. You can probably tell that I listened to that and went, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, you know, who, who wants to be like everybody else? But so many people do because it is scary to think, okay, I've got this product. I've got this service. It's my baby. And what if people don't like it? But that's okay. It's not supposed to be for everybody. No, no. And, and it shouldn't be for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I, so talking about quotes, mm -hmm. I, I said the other day, if you try to sell to everyone, you'll, you won't attract anyone. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So you don't want to try and sell to everyone. Mm -hmm. You can't anyways. It's not mm -hmm. possible. There's 8 billion people on the planet. You're not right. going to be able to do that. Yeah. 
There's supply chain issues. We all know that. Here's the thing. There's people out there that need what you have that will only, listen carefully, that will only buy it from you. Mm -hmm. You speak their language. They Mm -hmm. like you. There's something. Something clicked. Mm -hmm. Correct. And I want people to feel like if they don't bring their product, mm-hmm. they don't bring their genius, their their true service to the world. Mm-hmm. I call that a crime against humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's literally criminal. It's mm-hmm. it's criminal in an ethical court of law. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and it doesn't matter yeah. what it is. I mean, doesn't. you know, it, it can be something that you know. You could be an unfunny comedian better. like me. Yeah, you yeah. could be a comedian that can't tell a funny joke to save us. Like that's fine, but bring it. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and. Part of being authentic is weeding out the people that that aren't going to be there. Um, I was working with a, a young woman one time on her LinkedIn profile, and wonderful young woman, and and she was from the Middle East who figured out very quickly as a woman, online was where she needed to be because she didn't have the uh, cultural constraints, things like that. Right. But in her LinkedIn picture, um, and and on her her profile, I mean, she talked about being a very proud Muslim. Now, this was about 20 years ago. Ooh, that's a, that's a yeah. tough time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so she and I talked about it. And she's, you know, and, and I told her, I said, you understand that there are people who simply because you said that will go no further. And she said, fine, then I don't want to work with them. Good. Perfect. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. You know, and, and, and I even tell people, you know, they say, what about, you know, politics, religion? Okay. You know, those are, you know, I get a little, but, but it does sometimes weed people out. And but if wait, you're okay so, so with this that, goes back mm-hmm. to, this goes back to coming from a place of love and good intention, mm-hmm. because why would, okay, you could be Democrat or Republican, let's mm-hmm. say in this country mm-hmm. or libertarian or any of these parties, but what, what's the purpose for sharing that? Right. See, yeah. Was it to be helpful? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's usually yes. not. And that's mm-hmm. why religion tends to fall, religion, politics, sexual orientation, mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that tends to go to the side because right. unless, unless it's really necessary mm-hmm. in your message, mm-hmm. you're just saying it to get a rise out of someone. Right. You're saying mm-hmm. it out of judgment. You're saying it out mm-hmm. of um, insecurity or some really mm-hmm. bad place. Mm-hmm. And that's no good. That's not going right. to help your message. Mm-hmm. It's going to really hurt your mm-hmm. message. Right. Yeah, it, it's funny. I saw a friend of mine posted on Facebook the other day. He was golfing with a buddy. And he said, you know, there they are on the golf course. And, and he yeah. said, all of a sudden, the guy looks at him and says, have you found Jesus? And I, I would have I looked under the golf cart like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Is he lost? I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> see him around here. <laughs> I would have had fun and, with that. You know, and, and he said, you know, the guy was very sincere. And he said, and unfortunately, he like laughed. Waldo? Which, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a time and a place um, you know, and, and I mean, the guy meant well, clearly, but because of the incongruency of, hey, we're on the golf course. And he said and it was totally out of the blue. I mean, it wasn't, you know, okay, it had a great Sunday by doing, you know, it was, yeah, it was, it was just this yeah. all. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, my first instinct would have been, was he lost? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Or was I supposed to be looking for him? Yeah, I, I didn't realize I, that was my job. Am I his and, and I don't know but... what he would have said if they just said, yes. Did I misplace him? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and so you know, it is. It's it's about wanting to help in the right place and time. Yeah, yeah, and and religion in that sense is, yeah, I'm not a fan of religion in general. It just doesn't quite fit with my view of humanity, mm-hmm. and and no one no one particular religion, just right. kind mm-hmm. of in general, the the concept. They get a little judgy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little judgy. It's it's a form of self oppression. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, 
and really it be it becomes that divider where right. if your religion is mm-hmm. right necessarily every other religion is wrong mm-hmm. and it's your job mm-hmm. to convert those others because right. you feel like you're saving mm-hmm. their soul mm-hmm. and that just gets weird that mm-hmm. that's right. like well cool. and and this is part of being authentic i mean you know your you more than likely you're not going to work with somebody who is a devout whatever you know especially yeah. if if that is them to their soul um you know, good or bad i mean you know and and same with politics i mean you know I, like i tell people it's it's you know i like LinkedIn, you know, one guy said, okay, I'm a lay minister. Should I talk about that on LinkedIn? And I said, I thought, I thought about it for a while. And, and I, and I finally told him, I said, briefly, I said, but do it in the context of I'm a public speaker because I'm, I'm getting up and giving my messages. Um, because we're a lay minister, that's part of managing the budget, all of those various things. And I said, so it's okay to talk about that, but in especially on LinkedIn, you need to do it, you know, as as poli- as you know, as it pertains to business. Same thing with politics. I mean, if somebody yeah. say was a, a campaign volunteer, okay, what did you do with the campaign? Did you manage budgets? Did you manage right. volunteers? Yeah. That's how That's you bring it. that back in. Yes, I was just gonna. I think you kind of beat me to it. That's exactly what I was gonna say. If he can do it without the label. Mm-hmm. Instead of using a borrowed title like mm-hmm. lay minister, right. what if he just exemplified it mm-hmm. in what he truly yes. believed? Mm-hmm. Like right. you can you they, can look at my stuff and you know mm-hmm. where I stand politically, mm-hmm. but I'll never tell you right. because mm-hmm. I don't believe in labels anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I will never label myself left, right. Well, labels up, down. change, and and that's the problem. Is a label you, you people think labels don't change that they're written in stone? No, they change, and that's the problem. And, they, and they're up to for everyone else's perception. Mm-hmm. So one label, the same label could be perceived mm-hmm. differently. So I don't use labels, mm-hmm. but you know, in my stand on humanity and what I truly believe in, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much where I stand on the political spectrum, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to just go out and say, I'm this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You're just going to see my behavior, my character, mm-hmm. and you're welcome to judge those things. Mm-hmm. I don't judge me on things. I can't change. Mm-hmm. Judge me on things like character, behavior, mm-hmm. and things that, you know, my actions, things mm-hmm. like that. Right. Absolutely. Right. And we need to judge each other on that. Mm-hmm. That's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Especially if we're saying, hey, I'm going to spend money with you or time mm-hmm. or or any of those various Absolutely. things. Um, you know, that comes back to the old adage and, you know, we get it beat through our head virtually every day. No, like trust. You know, it's it is about getting to know the person to think, OK, this is a good person. I'm going to trust them with either my money, my time, my recommendations, things like that. But, you know, we don't usually skip ahead, which is, you know, where you talk about the fact that, you know, we've got our first impression, but the second impression is really what's important. So talk to us more about that. Actually, well, both are very What a segue, right? It's like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Absolutely. So so you, you mentioned no like trust, but let's be clear on something. It's no like trust and it's in that order on purpose. Yes. Because we're human beings. Mm-hmm. We we build likability in eight to ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Trust can take anywhere from days to weeks mm-hmm. to months to years. Mm-hmm. So if you want someone to trust you, mm-hmm. they better like you first. Because if they don't mm-hmm. like you, you'll never get the opportunity to earn their trust. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Right. So right. we have to be very clear it's in that order. And that's mm-hmm. where business first impressions and business mm-hmm. second impressions come in. Mm-hmm. The business first impression is not about selling your product. It's got nothing to do with your product or right. service. I want to mm-hmm. shout this from the roof. Say it again. Say it again. People buy you first, mm-hmm. then they'll buy your product second. Mm-hmm. 
So on a first impression, it's all about you, mm-hmm. but not you specifically. It's about your mission, your, your, your vision, your values, your stand, mm-hmm. your purpose, mm-hmm. all this stuff, all the reasons why you exist mm-hmm. as a person and why you exist in business. Mm-hmm. That's how you make a business first impression. Mm-hmm. Cause you normally, you don't have enough time anyways to go into detail. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't try. Right. You've got to take your stand. You've got to let people where you're going, mm-hmm. let people know where you're going. What is the vision? What does that finish line mm-hmm. look like? And when they're like, oh my God, you touched me in the heart. I, mm-hmm. yes, you're, ta- I felt like you were talking right to me. I love this. I want to be in your mm-hmm. mission. I'm interested. I want to hop on the train with you. Let's go. Then the second impression, they're, they're willing to sit down and you can share all the details. You can mm-hmm. get into all the more the informational mm-hmm. aspects. Uh, but I say E before I, if you want them to buy mm-hmm. emotion, emotive before informative, mm-hmm. always. If right. you want to, if you're selling to humans, now if you're selling to robots, yeah. Information first, hundred uh-huh. percent. Yeah. But if you're yeah. selling the humans, mm-hmm. you better make that emotional connection mm-hmm. first. Otherwise, you're out at first mm-hmm. base. You're right. not going to. You're not going to make it to second base. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. You know, and I mean, just look at the companies that do it well. You know, one of my favorite you know companies, and and it's funny because I'm not a beer drinker, but is Budweiser because of their commercials. Now, yeah. you know. I, that that is partially my background. I mean, I grew up around the big horses, all of those various things. And and but you know what? You show me a Budweiser commercial with you know the big Clydesdales and a baby Clydesdale and a puppy, and I'm there. Um, you know that that tugged at my heartstrings. And if I were to drink beer, I might go okay. You know because hey, I wait, like wait. that commercial, I would drink beer. You don't you don't drink beer at all? No beer? Come not on, Deb. A, not a, I, and I know you I make beer. I have a brew in the fermenter right now. I, it's I know. it's actually right now it's a Belgian triple. Ooh. And it's 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 at nine percent alcohol and growing. And oh, I see. I'd be I'd be passed out. <laughs> it's dry and fruity. It's beautiful. Oh, oh you're yeah. you're gonna miss see. Out. Now I would so like that because and and yeah, <laughs> on the rare time now yeah, we really diverge here. Um, it, it's funny. My husband is a craft beer fan. And, okay. you know, and he likes IPAs and things like that. Now, if I'm drinking beer, I'm drinking something that, because I like wine maybe is, is yeah. so I like the stouts. Uh, when we were in um, Dublin. You like something maltier, I bet. Yeah. You, I like it to have body and flavor and, yes. you know, oh. and, and I grew up in the world of Coors Light. Right. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't touch that stuff. You would like, I have a beer that came out. Um, I have to make it again. I'll probably make it again here soon mm-hmm. called the Werewolf. Ah. Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With molasses, Ooh. cherry bark, and licorice. Oh. Let me tell you something. This, Deb, this, this mm-hmm. beer was not dark. It was opaque. Yeah. It would have been. It was been. like pouring black paint. Mm-hmm. It, that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't a dark beer. It was like mm-hmm. a, like paint. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, but, but, you know. The, the reason we talk about this is because it also shows a passion. You know, you're not going to make an IPA because that's not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same thing with our businesses. You know, why do something just because either A, somebody told you to, or B, everybody else is? You know, that's where we have to come back to standing out and being unique. That's right. Otherwise, we end up being a commodity. And speaking of businesses, this has come up a lot recently, so I'll share it real quick. Starbucks doesn't sell coffee. They've never sold a cup of coffee since Mm -hmm. 1970, since they were first started. Mm -hmm. And I say that and people are like, what are you talking about? That's what they say. I go there and I buy coffee. No, they don't sell coffee because coffee is a commodity. And they know better than to compete on a commodity because if, if if they sold coffee, 
they wouldn't sell any because they would actually, someone can go to Dunkin' Donuts, right. speaking of Dunkin' Donuts, for like two fifty instead of a $5 mm-hmm. cup, mm-hmm. two fifty at Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. or a buck sixty-seven at the gas mm-hmm. station and get the same over-roasted burnt crap, mm-hmm. right? They don't sell coffee. They sell community. They mm-hmm. sell self-identity. They mm-hmm. sell self-worth. Mm-hmm. These things are worth five bucks a cup. Mm-hmm. The fact that they sell coffee is incidental. In fact, mm-hmm. here's the cool part. If Starbucks never sold, never offered coffee, but they offered used cars or they were in the cable mm-hmm. subscription business or the mobile phone business, mm-hmm. they'd be the exact same company. Mm-hmm. Nothing would be different at all right. because they know what they're selling. They're clear on why mm-hmm. they exist. Mm-hmm. And that's where people need to get. If you can get to that point where you're not selling your commodity anymore, right. game over. Like there, right. you have no competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of what they sell and, you know, it, it's funny. I have saved so much money during the pandemic because I don't go to Starbucks, um, <laughs> yeah. but they, they sold the fact that you had meetings there, that they had good yes. Wi-Fi there. I mean, all of those other things. Yes. And, and it was funny because when they would stumble would be when, you know, it wasn't because they served a bad cup of coffee. It was because of something else. Of course it wasn't. They, every coffee is a bad cup of coffee there. So of course that's not the reason. My, okay. I, I like that. I'm, 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 co- I'm a coffee snob. I'll admit. Mm. I, I have my special set up here. Yeah. See, I'm, and, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things. But like I said, I've saved an awful lot of money because I used to go to Starbucks for their Wi-Fi to have meetings, all of those things sure. and the convenience, you know, they're, it's, it's not quite, you know, like here in, in Atlanta, you know, in, you know, every corner is, is a Waffle House. Every other corner is a Starbucks, um, okay. you know, and, and so you could meet there. And it's funny, I'm setting a meeting with somebody and I, I haven't done a lot of in-person meetings. We're going to meet at Starbucks because they have outdoor seating. So it's, it is, you know, people laugh when we talk about selling the experience, that's but right. that's what it is. That's it. In fact, I just, I'm working with a company now. They do uh, uh, artificial intelligent, emotionally intelligent gifting. Ah. solution for corp for companies mm-hmm. and i'm helping with their branding and their messaging mm-hmm. and um we're, we're talking we, we're doing a lot of research into this new thing called customer and employee experience ah. and how is the it's becoming the number one competitive mm-hmm. advantage mm-hmm. for any large enterprise right. this is what it is it's mm-hmm. the experience it's no more product they, they mm-hmm. call product-led growth mm-hmm. i'm changing it i'm recoining mm-hmm. that for this company mm-hmm. relationship-led growth right it's all about the experience mm-hmm. and the relationship mm-hmm. Right. I, one of the companies around here that, that gets it, whether you like them or not, is Chick-fil-A. Um, yeah. You know, they it, it's always really funny if they don't say, it's been my pleasure. I'll like, is it not your pleasure to serve me? And they're oh. like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, and, and, but they also got the process during COVID. I mean, you know, when they switched, I mean, you talk about a company that pivoted. I went to, to one in Kansas, of all places. That had four drive-through lines, and you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to be there forever." Uh-uh, no. I mean, we we flew through there because yeah. they knew. First of all, they have a fairly limited menu, so you weren't getting all that confused. Um, but they, you know, they knew how to take your order, how to process it, how to get because they knew the experience was that you got in and out of there fast. That's right. I didn't, you know, it wasn't. Hey, we're getting this great food. It's fast, 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 fast. Well, Deb, I'm guessing you're not in Kansas anymore. No, not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> Sorry. See, this is why I'm not a funny comedian because it's a. <laughs> but um, bump. Um, but but yeah, it's it is it's about that experience and and you know anytime we work with somebody, think about you know when we're done. What are you thinking? Are you thinking eh, 
Or are you thinking, can't wait to work with him again? Are you a client or are you going to are a cheerleader? Mm-hmm. I don't like to have clients. I like to have cheerleaders. Right. Mm-hmm. I want people talking about me behind my back mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like I talk about other people right. in a good way behind mm-hmm. their back. And in a bad way is not bad. I mean, I think we all learn from our failures. And bad is something that we should be thinking, how can I improve this? Absolutely. I want bad to my face though. Mm-hmm. I don't want to behind my back doesn't do me any good. Right. I you want, can't I improve want, it if you don't, if you exactly, don't know it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just tell me to my face if it's bad, but if it's good behind my back, because mm-hmm. I don't want to hear, I don't want that. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't pump up the ego. None mm-hmm. of that stuff. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> tell someone else uh, and cheerlead for me. Leave a right. review. Mm-hmm. I asked for video testimonies, by the way, that's a little mm-hmm. tip for anyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you got clients and you're not getting video testimonials mm-hmm. of them, just naturally right. in your interaction saying, mm-hmm. Oh my God. I had, some, I had some lady tell me like the hand of God was touching me because I spent 15 minutes with her and helped her clarify wow. her entire freaking mm-hmm. message in mm-hmm. 15 minutes, like mm-hmm. better than Geico can. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's like, Oh, I, the hand of God, I think is touching mm-hmm. you. I'm like, which is weird. I mean, I'm not yeah, God well, person, but okay. The, the hand of something. <laughs> yeah. But you know, just your normal interactions, you should be recording these. Right. And Share that experience with other people. Use mm-hmm. that as a testimonial mm-hmm. to help other people uh, see your work and see right. what, what other people are mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. And the, the worst thing is when they come across scripted, whether it's from them or if yeah. you're giving the script, you know, oh, that drives me or nuts. Or they're reading it. They got yes. their, their yeah. So yeah. I think Deb is mm-hmm. great because she likes mm-hmm. to do lots of fun things. And right. I recommend her to everyone in the universe. Like, yawn. No you good. Know, I, I always <laughs> love it when I get telemarketers and, you know, and, and, and I will answer, you know, and, and we do the hello. And then I wait, you know, let's see how long it is before they say anything. And then they launch into their script. And I usually let them get about a sentence before I start trying to interrupt. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. You know, and they're paying no attention because they are reading the script and bless them for working. I mean, you know, there, there, there's certainly benefits to what they're doing, but the fact that, you know, they don't hear me at all and they can't answer questions because they have a script. Um, you know, it's, it's an AI in real life, right? You know, you yeah. can't ask them questions because they don't know those answers. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I, we hate I answer, that. <laughs> I answer is, uh, <laughs> and they're like, uh, <laughs> I just say, excuse me, do you speak Romanian? Mm-hmm. That's a, <laughs> that usually gets him off the phone. No, I, my father-in-law does that all the time. He's uh, full, full-blooded Romanian. Ah, so that's where you, yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, my, my favorite, and I forget who told me that they did this, but you know, I, I have never had the nerve to do this. You know, when they pause, what are you wearing? <laughs> that, I would do that. That would be fun. I would definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, or or better yet, do you like paper or plastic? But you got to say it in a very sexy voice. (laughs) Yes. Uh Yeah. Paper or plastic. Yeah. You know, just just something (laughs) to to get them off that spiel. But but yeah, you know, it's it. We don't like scripts, and and we don't like you know at the very start when when I was talking about the fact that you know people walk up to you and you're at a you know networking whatever. So tell me what you do when it's scripted. Two or three words into it, we've toned out. We're done. When people bring me scripts, I tear them up right in front mm-hmm. of them. I said, we're te- mm-hmm. we're, we're, I'm stripping mm-hmm. you of the script. Talking about getting, mm-hmm. you know, what are you wearing? I'm mm-hmm. stripping you of the script. Right. I'm stripping the script. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, one of my latest crusades is working with uh, sales teams, especially in direct sales, mm-hmm. uh, because they get training on how to close and all the scripts on closing, mm-hmm. and they get trained on products. Right. Okay. You need those trainings. No mm-hmm. problem. But they don't get trained on how to open. Mm-hmm. How do you answer the question? What do right. you do? How do you mm-hmm. start a conversation mm-hmm. as a human? How being? to get to that second step? Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you open right, closing is easy. Mm-hmm. They already like you. Right. They already like they're mm-hmm. they're actually listening to you mm-hmm. on on the product side. Mm-hmm. But they but so many people they just want to close right away or they get into it too fast, and people get defensive. Right. And they're like, I'm not interested. I don't mm-hmm. know who you are. I don't know why you care. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure why you're talking to me. Right. Sorry, yeah. Charlie. That's why, you know, anytime somebody, you know, starts talking about you have to be a salesman, and I think we all do, we all have to be a salesman, but we all make the face, right? Ew, I don't want to do sales. Ew, we have to do sales, right? (laughs) But there's ways to do it. And we have, you know, the the stereotypical used car salesman. You know, about a year ago, I was buying a new vehicle, decided, you know, in the middle of of pandemic, let's go buy a new car. Really fun. You can't test drive. I mean, all sorts of things. But (laughs) I was getting a pickup. Now I am from the mountains of Colorado. You know, I told somebody, I said, Garth Brooks got nothing on me. I got back to my roots. And so, you know, we're buying a pickup, but my husband's with me, you know, and the, the people that would not even acknowledge my presence because A, we're buying a car. So that's a male thing. B, yeah. we're buying a pickup. So it certainly can't be this woman who wants it. And, and Tom kept saying her, her. Her, (laughs) but I, I was not in their script. And so they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. Not surprised. I did get my pickup, but it took a while. Um, You know, and, and, and I think that's the thing is, you know, when we're getting ready to sell to someone, we have to think about all of this. You know, what is in marketing? We talk about what is their pain point? I don't really like that concept, you know, because in many cases, you're selling them something that's going to bring them joy, bring them pleasure, all of these various things, Um, you know, and and so, but it's, yeah, it's back to that building that relationship with them first. Yeah. And if you're going to go to the pain, which is okay, Mm -hmm. the thing is you don't want to hit them over the head with it. Like, they know it hurts. Don't you want it? (laughs) Don't, don't you, don't, aren't you tired of losing? And then you're like hitting over the head with this Mm -hmm. instead of hitting over the head with the pain point. Mm -hmm empathize with them. Mm-hmm. What, see, so when someone asks you, what do you do? What they really want to know, they don't actually want to know what you do. Right. What they really want to know is, do you know what I'm going through in life? Mm-hmm. Can you empathize with mm-hmm. me? Did you even think about me for two seconds before, mm-hmm. you're, before you tell me how great you are right. and how great your business and mm-hmm. service is? Can you just let me know that you thought about me first? Mm-hmm. That's what people are looking for. They're looking for a connection. Right. So that's where, that's where you want to start. And it's the pain point but it's in a way where like you're, you're kind of putting your arm around them, like an old friend, like I get hey. you, mm-hmm. I know what you're going through. Yeah. I, I understand. Hey, mm-hmm. you know what though? Mm-hmm. I think we can do something about this. Mm-hmm. I really think we do. And, and guess what? When we do something about this, here's what the vision of the world looks like. Here's what the future looks like. Isn't right. this great? Mm-hmm. Isn't this Nirvana? Look at this. This is mm-hmm. wonderful. Come mm-hmm. on, let's go. Mm-hmm. That's a sales conversation. Not whatever these other jokers are doing. Right. 
One of the things that when you work with people is you talk to them about the lighthouse effect. And I had to laugh when I saw this because <laughs> one of my bathrooms is done in lighthouses. And when we travel, we go to lighthouses and, you know, I climb the 900 stairs and die at the top because I don't like looking out from up there. I'm like plastered up against the wall. But um, <laughs> like my wife. Yeah. I she doesn't know, go to the like, edge of anything. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> I go. I go. You know, yeah. but what is the lighthouse effect and why is it so important for it, solopreneurs? business owners of any, you know, all of those. Why is it so important? Yeah, absolutely. So I love lighthouses mainly. I like them, but I really like them for what they don't do. And this is what, this is when it hit me one day when I started thinking about lighthouses. I'm like, you know what lighthouses don't do? They don't go out to the sea during the storm and beg the ships in distress to come into shore. They don't go leave voicemail after voicemail after voicemail on the ship's phones. They don't take the ships out for a steak dinner, begging the ships to come in, Right. They don't do any of that stuff. All the lighthouses do is they stand there, but they stand for something, right? They stand for safety. They stand for security. They stand for shoreline. Everything those ships in distress need during the storm. So here's the key. You're the lighthouse, but those ships that are in distress out there, those are your prospects. And they're looking for you. They're capsizing. They're drowning. They're, 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 in, they're in a world of hurt. And they're just looking for the right sign. They're looking for the right person. And if we don't shine our light, they'll never find us. So this is, this is the attraction process, right? This is what we call magnetic attraction. When you take that stand and you shine that light and you shine that brand and you shine it far and wide, like, I mean, you're on the rooftop shouting it. This is what I stand for. Here's my mission. Here's where I'm going. There's the finish line. No one's going to stop me. If you want to hop on my train, let's go together. If you want to stay at the station, I love you anyways, but goodbye. I'm not waiting for you. When you can finally have the clarity the confidence and the conviction to stand for something worthwhile and you shine that light, those ships in distress, those people are going to find you. They're going to come into shore and they're going to do business with you because they've been looking for your light. But most people, like we said, are shy and they just want to hide away. They turn their light off, they block it, mm-hmm. or it's a different frequency. They try and borrow someone else's light, like we were talking about, and it doesn't work. And so one of my favorite things how people do is to go from shy to shine. And that's based on the lighthouse effect. How do we get your light shining out there so that your perfect people can find you? Right. I love that. You know, and, and as we said, you know, there, it, you can't wait for them to come to you, but you also can't be hitting them over the head with it. Correct. And you shouldn't be chasing, begging, convincing, because mm-hmm. that's the that's the traditional sales process, you know, the used right. car salesman. I know, you pull in the lot and here they all come, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, little vultures. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, good to see you. And they're mm-hmm. trying to tell you everything you they think right. you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And they're not making a human connection. Mm-hmm. They're not, right. they don't care. And we know and, they don't care. That's the and, worst part. We know and, they don't care. So you we don't know, want to deal with them. We see those people every time we go to networking events. Now, I haven't been to an in-person networking event in, well, since before COVID. Yeah. But, you know, when, when you would go and that one person... Be like, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you knew you might get, hi, how are you? But before you could answer, they launched into their sales pitch, um, you know, and, and, and it was the, yeah, it's got to be so frustrating for them because they're the hamsters on the wheel that are just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning because they're, they're flinging everything they've got at it. And nothing is sticking. And how many analogies did I just have in there? Yeah, there's um, a bunch, like hamster wheels sticking, I know, flying I know. rodents. Uh, but, all kinds yeah, of stuff. it's it's that thing is you know we've we've got to get off that hamster wheel. 
because yeah. there's only so much of it that we can do. Absolutely. And there's fact there's a disease. Have we talked about yams disease? We have not talked about yams oh, disease. What is yams disease? You think COVID's bad. Yams disease is far more contagious and it's mm-hmm. going around all the networking circles. So here's how you, and you, here's how you recognize it. So you can okay. kind of protect yourself. It sounds like this. I am Josh. I am a branding expert. I am in Orlando, Florida. I am looking for this kind of prospect. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, overprofessional, all mm-hmm. ego, mm-hmm. very little heart, very little emotion, and nobody cares. Right. You're, you're li- literally listing a bunch mm-hmm. of shit that no one cares about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's you just the yammed them to death. Mm-hmm. That's it. And how many people do that at networking? Mm-hmm. It's, it's always the same. Right. Hi, I am Josh, and I mm-hmm. am, and I am, and I mm-hmm. am, and I am. And it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. People turn off right away. Right. And that's also why you talk about professionalism is a poison. So talk to us more about that. Yeah. You know, when I went to, I got my MBA, uh, they said, Josh, business and emotions don't mix. Keep your business persona over mm-hmm. here. Keep your personal persona over here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, but I'm one person. So right. mm-hmm. am I lying to my clients? Am I lying to my family? Who the heck am I lying to? Am I lying to both? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't believe in this. I don't. In fact, I, people like like accuse me. They're like, Josh, are you trying to blur the lines between personal and business? Oh my god! <gasps> like, no, 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 no. But we have I'm to trying, have work life balance. Oh, I'm trying to eradicate the lines, Deb. There is no work life balance. You sh- there shouldn't be. You are one person. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to either side. Don't lie mm-hmm. to business. Don't lie to personal. So this professionalism is essentially the the excuse we use to lie. Mm-hmm. We look a certain way. We have to say the right thing at the right time. We have to put on this facade mm-hmm. and it's all, a, it's all an act mm-hmm. and it's no good. It's actually killing us right. from the inside. We mm-hmm. can't be ourselves. Mm-hmm. I promise if you just bring your humanity to your business mm-hmm. and that you personally, but I'm talking to your mm-hmm. audience, anyone who brings your humanity to their business, mm-hmm. not only is it easier, mm-hmm. but I guarantee it's more profitable from right. all the stuff we already mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it comes back to, yeah, we are unique. We need to not be everybody else. Um, several years ago, I got very ill and lost a whole bunch of weight. Not a diet plan that I recommend to people. No, it doesn't but, sound like it. you know, I had to get all new wardrobe, which as a woman was like, woohoo. Um, you know, because I also knew that it, the weight was probably not going to come back. But yeah, we're talking like 70 pounds. Um, yeah. And so before that... When I networked, it was the suits. It was, you know, the high heels. It was all yeah. of these things. And, you know, and, and so I'm thinking, okay, well, there's thousands of dollars worth of suits here. They're not going to Goodwill. So I found a really great organization to give them to that, you know, they were going to go to a good home, all those various things. I do not own a suit because that's not me. You know, I go to a network. Well, if I ever go to a networking event again, and, you know, and I still go to business meetings. I wear jeans. Now they're nice jeans. They don't have holes in them. They're, you know, all those various things. I don't, I don't even know if I own high heels anymore. And, you know, now I'm, I will wear it. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I know high no heels high heels. I gave up on I those. Know, I know, those are you know. killer. I can't, I can't. Just wear breaks those your anymore. ankle every time. Right. Uh, and, and my toes get all, squ- no, they get all squished in those little pointy yeah. things. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I might, I do wear usually a jacket, but usually that's because, you know, networking here in, in the South, you go into these places and it's like 70 degrees in there. <laughs> yes. And so you need the jacket so that your teeth aren't chattering. You're in Florida too. I right. understand. Right. I, you know, Florida, uh-huh. Florida is actually an old Pahokee word that means always winter indoors. Uh huh. Yes. 
It is, you know, and, and so, yeah, so I wear a jacket, but that's a convenience thing. You know, it might be a denim jacket, depending, you know, all of these things, but, but yeah, I, you know, that image of what I should be, I looked at and I went, that ain't me now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and, and it never I, was, it yeah. actually never mm-hmm. was. Right. right. Yeah. You were trying to fit that mold and anytime yeah. we, you know, here, here we go. I'm going to do another analogy, the square peg round hole right? Or whichever way you do it, it doesn't work. You know, we can only take being pounded on for so long. And you actually bring up a really good point too, Deb, is that, yeah, we don't want to be over-professional, of Mm -hmm. course, but that's also not a reason to go sloppy. Mm -hmm. So people are like, well, Josh, do you want me to just show up in my pajamas? Right. No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying go, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be sloppy in Mm -hmm. business because if you're sloppy, if you look sloppy, people are going to assume your business is sloppy. Yeah. And that's your work is going to be sloppy. Mm -hmm. You still want to be neat. Mm -hmm. You want to be groomed. Like you want to actually Mm -hmm. bathe at least once a week and Mm -hmm. use some deodorant or cologne Mm -hmm. or whatever, perfume, whatever you got. Uh, Yeah. So don't be sloppy, Mm -hmm. but don't go so far as to be not you. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, even on, say, your LinkedIn pictures, I tell people, you know, if you're, if you're not, especially gentlemen, if you are not the suit and tie guy, then your LinkedIn picture should not be the suit and tie guy. You know, maybe it's a polo shirt with your logo, you know, whatever, because that comes back to being authentic. And my favorites are the ones when I go, okay, guys, I know that the day you got married was the absolute best day of your life, but that's not your LinkedIn picture. And they all say, how did you know that was my wedding picture? And I say, because you don't wear white silk ties when you're working. Okay. Um, but but yeah, you know, it's, it, is, it is part of that being authentic. You know, if you're not going to wear the suit, if you're not going to wear the high heels, you know, then don't, you know, don't, don't fit that mold. And headshots are changing. In fact, I get rid of all my old professional quote mm-hmm. unquote headshots, the ones where I'm posing in a suit. Oh, yes. The, and the all my headshots pose. now, mm-hmm. maybe you've seen some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just me like mm-hmm. in an element and, I, yeah. and I'm doing some photo work on it mm-hmm. and having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just just me oh, yeah. relaxing in my in my zone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's all I had, it used to be. Yeah, I had new headshots taken. Oh, it's been about 18 months ago well, because it was, de- it was December. And I love the woman, Laura K. Stone, who took my pictures um, because she got me, you know, and, and I mean, like I, I, I had jeans on and all of these. Now there is the one professional headshot that, you know, sometimes you need. But my favorite picture, I'm outside, leaned up against a wall yep. and, and I'm laughing. And I am almost positive. I am telling her it's 33 degrees out here. Finish up <laughs> because it was one of those rare, really cold times in, in, in yeah. Atlanta. But yeah, I mean, it, it, and so when I show people that picture, they're like, yep, that's you. That's it. And that comes across, right? People mm-hmm. can sense that even if you don't, if, if they didn't know you, mm-hmm. they can sense it in your picture mm-hmm. and your energy. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, this is the this is what really a brand is all about. Mm-hmm. It's all about the energy mm-hmm. that gets transferred to another right. person. It's the gut feeling a person mm-hmm. gets the moment you walk into a mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. It's not the words. Right. We there are no magic mm-hmm. words. I want to make sure everyone in your audience understands mm-hmm. this. There are no magic words that'll make people want to buy right. from you. Mm-hmm. They don't exist. Mm-hmm. There's only the right words. Mm-hmm. The right words are the words that you actually believe when mm-hmm. they're coming out of your mouth mm-hmm. that lift your spirit mm-hmm. up, that lift your energy up, that raise mm-hmm. the level of the conversation. Those are the right words. Use right. those. Don't mm-hmm. worry about anyone else's mm-hmm. magic words. Right, right. You know, and, and if your image is suit and tie, spit and polish, if that's it. Fine. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, it's got to be real. It's got to be real. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend who, if I see her and she doesn't have lipstick on, I'm like, are you feeling okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, that's just, you know, that her image is drop dead, gorgeous, professional, all of those things. But that's also what she does. Um, you know, and, and so that, that is all, you know, all part of it. And, and, um, and she lives that all the time. I mean, like her casual, she still has lipstick on, um, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, it's, it, it really is about being you and, you know, and, and, and that's okay. If people don't want to buy that, then too bad. They're lost. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And the first step to being you is get clarity on what you are. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of work. Right. And that's where people hire people like me and, mm-hmm. and other personal branding coaches mm-hmm. to, or consultants to mm-hmm. kind of dig deep. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to go deep, deep inside and find that unique treasure, bring it to the surface, knock off all that crap conditioning, mm-hmm. polish and refine that message until it basically shines on its own. It's right. so bright. People mm-hmm. come from thousands of miles to come mm-hmm. see it, just like right. that lighthouse. Mm-hmm. That's the work that's got to be done. But mm-hmm. so many people rush into marketing. They rush into just, let's just do some ads. Let me just go uh, network and all this kind of stuff but they've never clarified mm-hmm. what they are. Mm-hmm. And without clarity, there's no confidence. And without confidence, there's no conviction. Right. And then you're in the grind. Mm-hmm. And that's a sh- crappy place to be. Right, right. You, you don't want to be there. It's, ugh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that gives me a great segue. So when people work with you, what are the services that you provide? And then how do people find you? Uh, I've got two basic services that I that okay. work, I work with folks on. And one is, it's I call concierge consulting. Mm-hmm. I work one-on-one. We develop the personal brand specifically okay. for solopreneurs, mm-hmm. coaches, consultants, trainers, uh, people like that, that mm-hmm. really want to stand out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. So that's a four to six week process per stage. And we just go through stage to stage until mm-hmm. you've got what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is direct sales folks, mm-hmm. sales teams, where I do micro branding. This is a very unique process where Mm -hmm. they don't need a full brand, right? They're working for a state farm. So Mm -hmm. you got the big brand behind you. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. But that's your credibility. That's not your Mm -hmm. likability. And how do you compete against the other Mm 50,000 state farm agents? And then, of course, Allstate and the talking geckos Mm -hmm. and all the other insurance stuff out Mm -hmm. there. We got to create your micro brand. We got to get your networking pitch, your elevator pitch, your story, all that stuff together. So I do an eight-week mastermind for those folks, anyone in direct sales. So those are my two main ways that I'm really uh, rocking and rolling out there. Perfect. Now, how do they find you? JoshZeppis.com there, or go to social media and Facebook, LinkedIn are my two favorites. Uh, Josh Zeppis, at Josh Zeppis or, or the Identity Archaeologist. Either one, they're unique names. You're not going to find anyone else with them. So that's the easiest way. Perfect. I love it. Your name's actually Bob Smith, but you know. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if it was Bob Smith, you might have a hard time. But Josh Zeppis, I'm the only one out there. I've checked. Um, that's it. There's no other. <laughs> and you are a personal branding expert. So, you know, you know, you are your product. So your website is joshzeppis.com. I love it. Yep. Nice and easy. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, we are almost at the top of the hour and this has been so much fun. We have to do it again because I think, you know, this is information that people have to have especially as you know we're coming out of the pandemic and people are going well maybe i really should go from hobby to business or you know mm-hmm. all of those various things so i would love to have you on again do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with ooh there's there's tons oh my goodness we need I another know. Whole, we you need got a couple program. minutes you got you got a while <laughs> <laughs> we need another whole program for this uh 
It's fine. Okay, I'll I'll show. I just did a video today on boneless ice cream. Boneless ice cream. Everyone needs boneless ice cream in their marketing and branding. Here's what I mean by that. I went to the supermarket. This is a few months ago now, and I asked the guy working there. I said, "Where's the boneless ice cream? Which aisle is it in?" And I thought he was going to have a heart attack. I didn't. I thought he like. I think he almost like like internally melted. His his organs went to mush. Uh, and here's the point. I really did want boneless ice cream. I was telling the truth. I was mm-hmm. being authentic, mm-hmm. but I was doing it in a way that woke him up mm-hmm. in a way different from everyone else has ever asked for ice cream. And mm-hmm. I became memorable. He went home that day, I promise, and, and said some joker came in and asked this him guy for asked for boneless ice, ice cream. He told his friends, his mm-hmm. friends told their friends, and I created a ripple effect mm-hmm. just from that simple question. Mm-hmm. So here's a I hope everyone's taking some part of their message and finding that uniqueness, finding a way to be true and authentic. Don't just be a jerk or a weirdo, Mm -hmm. be authentic, Mm -hmm. but also be unique. Bring that to the front of your message. And I promise your conversations will never be the same. And it's a beautiful thing. I love it. Well, this has been so much fun and, and I can't wait to do it again. I'm Deb Creer. I've been having such a fun discussion with Josh Zeppas. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.